From the heart of our nation's capital, here's Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. Good to have you joining us today. Coming up on this Wednesday, January 11th edition of Washington Watch. Eighty times over the last three years, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi blocked a vote on a bill to prevent infanticide. It's the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. And now, in less than eight days, the Republicans in the House just 30 minutes ago voted to advance that bill. Now, New York Congressman Jerry Nadler, speaking for the Democrats, stated why they voted against the bill. That's why we oppose this bill, not because uh, we don't think that babies born alive uh, must be saved, but because we do think that babies born alive must be saved. Uh, what did he say? Let, let, let's hear that again. That's why we oppose this bill, not because uh, we don't think that babies born alive uh, must be saved, but because we do think that babies born alive must be saved. It's like he had an epiphany in the middle of that statement. Yes, we should save babies. Well, they voted the wrong way, and they've been blocking the bill for three years. Now it's on its way to the Senate. Of course, we know what happens uh, over there, but nonetheless, we see the uh, Republicans pushing the pro-life agenda. Also, the Republicans today passed a resolution by Congressman Mike Johnson. We're making the position of Congress clear today. We condemn violence, property damage, threats, and intimidation tactics, and these clear violations of federal and state laws must be prosecuted. We have the opportunity before us today to start to push back against the mob that has targeted the groups and individuals that care for women and their unborn children. That was Congressman Mike Johnson earlier this afternoon. The measure calls on the Biden administration to stop this rash of violence by simply enforcing the law and bringing these perpetrators to justice. Over a hundred attacks, about a hundred attacks, and not a single, not a single federal arrest. We'll get the latest from the chairman of the Congressional Pro-Life Caucus, New Jersey Congressman Chris Smith, in just a moment. Now, here is an honest statement from a president, the president of Mexico, Manuel Lopez Obrador. You, President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not built not even one meter of wall. And that, we thank you for that, sir. Uh, that was the president of Mexico speaking to the president of the United States, congratulating him on not building a single meter of the wall protecting the American southern border. We'll talk to the new chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee in just a moment, Tennessee Congressman Mark Green. And speaking of the border, here is a clip of President Biden's embattled Secretary of Homeland Security this past Sunday on ABC This Week with George Stephanopoulos. So you have no intention of resigning? I do not. I've got a lot of work to do, and we're going to do it. Are you prepared for the investigations? I am. I will be, and I'll continue to do my work throughout them. That was Secretary Mayorkas. There will not only be investigations, but it now looks like there will be an impeachment hearing for Secretary Mayorkas. We'll talk with the congressman who has introduced the articles of impeachment, Texas Congressman Pat Fallon, a member of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. And here's one that should have every parent, right? Listen up, parents. This should have every parent showing up at school board meetings. Our kids are being erased by laws such as Parents' Bill of Rights and the Stop Woke Act. There's actually a Stop Woke Act. You refuse to remain comfortable in your role as long as there's one student left out of the success equation. Yes, learn the rules so that you know how to break them. That was the ethics chair and former president of the American School Counselors Association, Carolyn Stone. Now, this was uncovered by Alvin Liu, president of Courage is a Habit. Now, what's going on behind these closed doors is shocking. Uh, maybe it shouldn't be shocking, but it's revealing. And this is what is happening in schools all across America. And your children are the targets. I'm going to be joined in studio by Alvin, Lou, and FRC's Meg Kilgannon a little bit later. You will not 
You will not want to miss that conversation. The website, TonyPerkins.com, lots of resources there for you, and it's a great place to point people to for information. Also, be sure and sign up for The Stand, The Washington Stand, daily news and commentary from a biblical perspective. Also, hundreds of you, uh, actually thousands now, have signed the petition to CVS and Walgreens to encourage them not to follow the lead of the Biden administration and become neighborhood abortion facilities. After the FDA changed the rules on abortion pills, CVS and Walgreens says they're going to turn their facilities into abortion facilities by selling that abortion pill. We've got a petition, and you can sign it. Simply text the word pharmacy, P-H-A-R-M-A-C-Y, pharmacy to 67742, and we'll make sure that they get that. Our word for today comes from Isaiah 57. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite ones. I have seen his ways, and I will heal him. I will also lead him and restore comforts to him and to his mourners. I create the fruit of the lips, peace, peace to him who is afar off and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. A promise for the ages, for those who, regardless of where they've been and what they've done, if they humble themselves before the Lord and seek to walk in his ways, peace and healing awaits. Powerful promise. To join us in our journey through the Bible, go to frc.org slash Bible. All right, it's day three with a new speaker, and House Republicans are voting already for a crucial pro-life measure that Nancy Pelosi blocked 80 times in her tenure as speaker. That's right. The House voted about 40 minutes ago on the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. They passed that measure. This was one. This simply prevents the killing of babies that survive an attempted abortion. Now, additionally today, the House voted on a resolution condemning violence on pro-life institutions. Now, considering the blind eye of the Department of Justice, uh, this is important. They have yet to make a single rest of all of the attacks on these pregnancy resource centers and churches. Now, this calls upon the Biden administration to enforce the law. Well, joining me now to discuss this, uh, actually, we're waiting for Chris Smith to join us. Uh, let me play while we're waiting for him. He's on the House floor. They're still uh, still operating. Let me let me play another clip of a Democratic reaction to this bill. Let's play clip number one. It is not about the protection of newborn children. It's about control. It's about Republicans' continued desire to control women, take away their freedoms, limit their bodily autonomy, plunge poor women deeper into poverty, and further marginalize those already not seen. That was uh, Representative Sidney Kamlogger of uh, California. The, the reaction to this is just over the top. Um, again, this is simply a measure that would say if a baby survives an attempted abortion, they have to have medical care and rather than commit infanticide. We're, we're uh, still trying to connect with Congressman Chris Smith, they're on the floor. This stuff is, is, is unfolding even as we speak. We're going to go to Travis Weber, Vice President of Policy and Government Affairs here at the Family Research Council for the latest on Hill activity that's been taking place today. Travis, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Tony. A pretty big day. As I mentioned, uh, 80 times Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats blocked this simple vote on the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. And here in less than eight days, the Republicans have actually passed that out of the House. No, it is a it is a really good good day. We're seeing two very encouraging votes in the House. Um, been discussing the Born Alive vote. You know, Tony, it's, listening to the opponents of this bill, it just makes zero sense and is indicative of the level of deception uh, willful or negligent deception that's that's being operated that's uh, that that many are proceeding upon in their opposition to this because when it comes down to it, we're talking about providing standard medical care to infants who survive botched abortions, and there are women, some of them were in our office today, who are living testimonies to this reality, who survived botched abortions, lived to tell about it. There is no excuse for opposing this measure, yet some of our leaders continue to insist uh, in, on their opposition. 
It's encouraging as well, though, to see um, a resolution passed, uh, like Johnson's resolution, condemning this violence that we're seeing against those facilities, churches, and other institutions standing for life, and those who are helping women facing unplanned pregnancies. Encouraging to see three Democrats voting for that measure as well. So we can hope that these two measures that passed the newly Republican-controlled House today continue to, to gain steam and um, that people are aware of what's taking place in Washington. Well, Travis, your team's actually been driving this debate or this discussion of what's been happening with churches and these pro-life centers because uh, you've been tracking the attack on churches and the stand, the Washington stand's been writing about it. In fact, we were the first to break the stories of these uh, repeated attacks on these pro-life organizations. So it's, it's quite encouraging to see Congress within, within just the first few days actually taking action on this. No, it really is. You know, and, and Tony, our report found over 400 attacks on churches within uh, almost the past five years. Uh, this is an astounding number for any country like ours that thinks of itself as democracy, a free a country in, in you know, Western civilization. We don't think of institutions, places of worship being randomly targeted, attacked, and vandalized. That's the reality, and it's only increasing. We've continued to see a string of attacks in the past weeks over the Christmas break, even the, within the past few days. One instance in Portland, a 117-year-old church burned to the ground by an individual who's obviously um, got uh, some mental problems and, and has had a history of mental illness, saying they had voices in their head telling them to burn the house down, uh, burn this church down. This individual identifying as transgender. This should clue us all into the spiritual reality and the spiritual yeah. opposition that our country is facing. And Christians need to be vigilant when they're going to worship these days. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. There is a spiritual dimension to all of this, and that's why I think we see this rise of hostility uh, toward Bible-believing institutions and churches. I, I want you, you mentioned about the Democrats' indefensible position on the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Um, well, actually, we now have uh, we have Congressman Chris Smith. I'm going to go quickly to him. We just got about a minute and a half left. Uh, Congressman Smith, welcome back to Washington Watch. Thanks for joining us. I know you're by phone. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Tony. Oh. Good to talk to you, and thank you so much. For having well, me you're back. not by phone. Sorry, you're please. by video. Let me uh, very quickly, a uh, big day today on Capitol Hill with pro-life measures. Oh, great. great day. Uh, you know, the idea that the administration is doing nothing to help churches, uh, pregnancy care centers and the like that are being firebombed and vandalized uh, is outrageous. And, and Mike Johnson had a great resolution to call for enforcement of the law and, and, and at every level, but especially at the federal level, uh, because this has got to stop. I mean, this is um, the pregnancy care centers, as we all know, are made up of the most loving, selfless, uh, compassionate people, mostly women uh, on the planet. And they do nothing but help and assist both during the pregnancy and afterwards. And they're being smeared left and right by people on the other side of the debate today but more importantly, in a way, uh, by all these people that are vandalizing and firebombing. Yeah, it, it's tragic. Uh, sorry, Chris, we're up against a hard break. Uh, I do want to get you back on because I was talking with a leader, uh, Steve Scalise, today about your measure on taxpayer punting of abortion. Uh, to prevent that, that's going to be coming up. So we're going to be talking with you about that. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate Thank all you, that you do, Chris. Thank you for what you do. It's tremendous. Thank you. All right, folks, don't go away. We're talking uh, border next with the new chairman of the Homeland Security Committee in the House. That's next here on Washington Watch. Don't go anywhere. Would you like to spend consistent time in God's Word? Then join Family Research Council on an exciting journey through the Bible. FRC's two-year Bible reading plan helps you to approach daily Bible reading intentionally. You will dive deeper into the nature of God and how His Word speaks into cultural issues of today. All wisdom comes from God, and He has given us the Bible as a way to understand the world. His Word is necessary in our lives, so much so that Christ said, we are to live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He calls it our daily bread because we need it daily to sustain us and nourish us spiritually just like food does physically. Start this adventure today with Family Research Council. When you sign up, we'll text you with daily passages and questions that help prepare you for conversations with your friends and family. 
To begin this journey, visit frc.org slash Bible. First Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks for a reason for the hope that we have. The mission of FRC's online center for biblical worldview is to carry out that verse by training Christians to advance and defend the faith in their families, communities, and the public square, as now more than ever, we need to be grounded in the truth of God's word. The Center for Biblical Worldview provides amazing written resources for a wide range of relevant issues, including biblical stances on voting, religious liberty, abortion, marriage, and sexuality. Each of these topics comes as a free downloadable PDF version, abbreviated version, and Spanish translation, along with a prayer guide. To access this written series or to sign up for the Center for Biblical Worldview's monthly newsletter, visit frc.org worldview. Did you know that from as early as 12 weeks, and certainly by 20 weeks, an unborn child can feel pain? Did you know the issue of pornography is growing among women? Did you know that pornography, sex trafficking, and abortion are all linked and on the rise across the globe? Issues such as pornography, human trafficking, drug legalization, and abortion are all violations of human dignity and have resulted in the devaluation of human life in our culture. Family Research Council stands firm on the principle that every life has value, ought to be respected, and has been designed for a unique purpose— Educate yourself on the harms of pornography, human trafficking, and abortion so that you can offer hope and help. Learn more at frc.org forward slash life. This is Washington Watch. Good to have you with us. Be sure and check out the website, TonyPerkins.com. A key result from the GOP gaining control of the House is that Republicans now lead congressional committees. That's a big deal, a very big deal, uh, because with that, they can do hearings. They can hold hearings, call in witnesses. Um, Generally speaking, the media covers those hearings, but we've found in recent years that uh, the the media that seems to be all in for the left, legacy media, doesn't really cover them. But we will be. Uh, we'll be covering, and so will other conservative news outlets. And one of the first areas it's going to turn to is the border, the border policies of the Biden administration that is leading to so many threats to American security, whether it's uh, foreign nationals coming across the border that wish to do harm to this country that are on the terrorist watch list, the human trafficking, the fentanyl. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Well, We have a new sheriff in town, so to speak, a new chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, Tennessee Congressman Mark Green, and he's here to tell us what's on the agenda. Chairman, welcome to Washington Watch, and congratulations. Thank you, Tony. I really appreciate that. Kind words. Thank you. And I will say I was thrilled uh, to see you uh, selected as chairman of the committee. Let's talk about what your top, top priorities will be. Well, obviously, securing the border. I mean, that is the the critical uh, thing for us right now is just getting security on our southern border. And then we have a fourth border. I, I call it the fourth border. It's our cyber border, and that's uh, that's really important. We we took a huge hit with the Colonial Pipeline, and then the Solar Winds hack cost between private sector and government a hundred billion dollars. That was Russia. Um, so we, we've got a lot of work to do there. And then I think the next priority will be some restructuring and reauthorization of stuff over at DHS. That, that, uh, department hasn't been reauthorized in decades and that's just, uh, really unacceptable. Uh, there are some efficiencies that need to be gained. We're wasting taxpayer dollars with the way it's organized right now. Uh, so those are the top three priorities. Now, among the uh, the top 10 bills that uh, the Republican House will be moving on, one of those is dealing with border security, the Border Safety and Security Act. When might we see uh, action on that? Well, it is still being drafted, uh, and we want to make sure we do considerable due diligence on the bill, but it is the, the, the Texas version is what they're, they call it. 
Um, and that bill is the nuts and bolts of it are already together. Uh, I think Chip Roy and some of the folks, the Texas delegation have those nuts and bolts out there were for people to access. So uh, it's really easy to, to, to find that. But putting it into legal language that will change the code, that's what we're doing right now. Um, but uh, and we're having to hire staff like the, the majority staff is about 45. We started with 17. So we're hiring really quick. We've got three already on board. We, we're down to, you know, having to hire about 25 more people. That's going to take a little bit of time too, and, and organize. We got to do organizing committee to rules for the committee's operations. Uh, so there's some some housekeeping stuff that has to be done. But we're already putting the language together for that bill. Um, I, I I don't want to quote you a time, but but we're working very feverishly on it. So so Chairman Green, let me ask you this question because you know the reality. The Republicans have one chamber, and it's a very slim majority, although I will say I've been talking to many, many of your colleagues, and I think last week's exercise was very healthy, and there's probably more unity right now among the Republican conference than I've seen in a long time. So I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic about what Republicans will do in the House. However, you've got to go up against uh, Democrats in the Senate, and then you have the president. So... What is the strategy? How how are you going to advance these issues given that landscape? Well, obviously, a full comprehensive bill becomes harder to pass. Um, so if we, and but I, I think we try first. We get we get it off the floor of the House. If it sits idle in the Senate, then we'll start chipping away at pieces of it and and just getting pieces of it done. The goal here is. Uh, not to just be a lighthouse, you know, shining light on, on, on the rocks. We want to get the ship safely into Harbor. And if we have to do that a few meters at a time, we'll do it. It would be lovely to, to, to get a full bill passed. The Senate takes it and runs with it. You and I know that's, that's probably not going to happen. There's a lot of stuff in that Texas border plan that the left is just going to go apoplectic on, but that's okay. Uh, We certainly, uh, had our frustrations with some of the mess they, you know, passed while we were in, uh, in the minority. So um, we'll pass the big bill and then we'll chip away at it. Now, as you hold your hearings, and I'm going to be talking with uh, one of your colleagues, Pat Fallon, in just a moment, who has filed articles of impeachment against uh, yeah. Secretary Mayorkas. Now, you don't have uh, impeachment power in your committee, but you do have subpoena power and you can get information are you optimistic that as you dig into this, that the, the media is actually going to report it? So I think they're going to have a hard time not reporting it. When we when we put the material out there, it's some of this stuff, Tony, is just so disturbing. What's happening at the southern border, I, I can't see how they can't not, you know, can't report it. it it's just going to be um, it's going to it's going to be very disturbing. And uh, we've got a five-phase plan uh, to to uh, hold Mayorkas accountable. As you said, my committee doesn't do the impeachment. What we'll do is we'll just gather the facts. And if Mayorkas hasn't resigned by the time we're done, uh, we'll hand that stuff over to Jim Jordan and uh, watch his guys go to town. Now, we're, we're up against a break, but you also mentioned the cyber attacks. Uh, that has a lot to do with China. Are you going to be looking closely at China? Yeah, actually, the new China uh, committee on, on on competition with China is led by my dear friend, uh, former Marine and uh, and, a, and a great American, Mike Gallagher. We we had a conversation the other day about putting our subs together. So there's a cyber subcommittee on Homeland Security. He'll have a cyber subcommittee on China and, of course, uh, energy and commerce. I mean, there's there's practically a cyber sub in every committee in the Congress. My idea is let's let's just put all those subcommittees in a room and and talk about the issues. And you're you're right, sixty percent of the hacks come from China. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're going to have to dig into that and and hold China accountable for that and for our IP theft. Yeah. Chairman Mark Green, great to see you. Look forward to uh, all that you're going to uncover in the days ahead. Thanks, Tony. Have a great day. All right, Congressman Mark Green of. Tennessee, new chairman of the Homeland Security Committee. Looking forward to that. Coming up, we'll uh, continue our discussion on the border 
as the mismanagement of the crisis has led to articles of impeachment against the Biden administration cabinet member. Stay tuned. More Washington Watch straight ahead after the break. Are you a university student? Do you know a university student, specifically one who wants to grow as a Christian leader to positively influence public policy and the culture? Look no further. Family Research Council has a life-changing 12 to 15 week internship program that has prepared and equipped students to take the next step in their professional journey. With a speaker series focusing on careers and callings, lectures from prominent conservative leaders, and weekly biblical worldview training, students will grow in personal and professional development. Interns have the opportunity to work in policy, communications, event planning, and more. They will gain real-world experience working directly with our experts who will guide them in pursuing careers of influence so that they can make a difference wherever God calls. This paid internship offers fully funded housing in the heart of downtown D.C., giving you the chance to experience our nation's capital. Visit frc.org slash internships to apply. What is biblical masculinity? In our culture of gender confusion, there aren't many examples of godly manhood. Men, husbands, and fathers need to find a model of godly manhood, leadership, and strength. But where can they find it in our culture? Stand Courageous Men's Ministry was created to help men find this model of godly manhood and to develop a strong biblical character, cultivate positive habits, build and rebuild relationships, and make commitments that will move men closer to God's good purpose and design. Men who will stand courageous. Join us at a Stand Courageous Men's Conference to discuss critical aspects of masculinity. These conferences are led by men who understand the issues men face. They unpack our role as a defender, provider, instructor, and battle buddy so that we can make an influence as a chaplain inside and outside the home. Learn more and find a Stand Courageous event near you at StandCourageous.com. This is Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host. Good to have you with us on this Wednesday. The website, TonyPerkins.com. All right, here's uh, President Biden. This is a portion of his remarks during his joint press conference yesterday with uh, North American leaders at the summit in Mexico City. So what we found out, and not just in my visit to El Paso, but before that, we found out is that uh, our Republican friends and some few Democrats are very critical of what's going on at the border, but yet refuse to even look at the detailed document I submitted for the Congress to consider to reform the process completely. I have a theory about why the president, he was talking about his trip to the, the, the southern border. First time, took him two years to get there. Uh, probably on an FAA delay or uh, flying southwest. But it took him a while to get there, and, uh, and now he's making excuses. I think he's trying to cover the tracks for his uh, secretary of uh, Homeland Security, who, well, quite frankly, is going to be on the hot seat even more so now that uh, Congressman Pat Fallon has filed articles of impeachment against the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas for his mismanagement of the border crisis. Now, it's important to remember that in fiscal year 2022, the number of undocumented crossings at the southwest border topped 2.76 million. That's that's a million more than the previous record, 2.76 million. Now, joining me now to discuss this and more is Congressman Pat Fallon. He serves on the House Armed Services Committee and the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. He represents the 4th Congressional District of Texas. Congressman Fallon, welcome back to the program. Well, Tony, thanks for having me on, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. All right. Is the president, I mean, make, it's, it's kind of odd. He, he makes his first trip to the border just days before the Republicans take control of the House and start looking into the mismanagement of his administration. Well, Tony, from that clip that you just played, I really believe that Joe Biden has had a history he, uh, of being a pathological liar. Nobody that I know on the Hill has seen anything that he's put forward on immigration. He's had, by the way, two years to do it, and they've done nothing. He's put, other than put his head in the sand, 
And it's very disappointing. As you said, there's been 5 million people that have crossed this border illegally under Joe Biden's watch. And it's a gross dereliction of duty for him to point the fingers and blame Republicans when his party has had control of all the levers of the federal government for the last two years is patently absurd on its face. All right. You filed articles of impeachment. This is a serious deal. This is mm-hmm. not this is not. And, and I know you're you're looking at it that way. So I, I'm just setting the stage for this. This is not some kind of frivolous political move. You filed articles of impeachment because you believe the crisis at the border is intentional. Tell us about it. You know, you're right, Tony. This is a very grave matter to to take up, and it's something that hasn't happened. It's only happened once in our history where a cabinet member was impeached, and it hasn't happened since 1876. So you have to do it with all due caution and pause. And what what has happened is Alejandro Alejandro Mayorkas has engaged in a pattern of behavior that is incompatible with being an officer in the United States cabinet for the president's cabinet. For example, he violated the 2006 Secure Fence Act, which requires and mandates that the Department of Homeland Security Secretary maintains operational control of the southern border. He's clearly not done that. And then another example is this catch and release program has violated the Immigration and Nationality Act. So that's one article of impeachment. The second article was he perjured, perjured himself under oath when he testified in front of two different committees in Congress that the border was secure. Then he was caught on a hot mic admitting that the border was chaos and it was unsustainable. And the third article of impeachment is there was no whip gate, and he knew it. He knew that none of his Border Patrol agents on horseback whipped any migrants. They did not whip the Haitian migrants. Emails have come forward now that show that he knew, and he still went with that woke, false narrative, misled the American people and undermine his own brave Border Patrol agents. You, you actually have that documentation? Yes. So he was lying? Yes, clearly. And that's the thing. That's just impeachable. It's not just that he's doing a horrible job. He's doing things that are impeachable. It's acts of commission and omission. But, but I also would say, Pat, that that undermines his ability to lead that institution when he threw his own people under the bus. No, pre- precisely. Tony, the morale of our Customs and Border Patrol agents is at an all-time low. There's a reason why their PAC and union speak out against them constantly, Mayorkas and Biden, and endorsed against the Democratic candidates for the last couple of presidential cycles. Because we have seen, Tony, we think about this. We had never had a month in our history where we had over 200,000 illegal border crossers. And we have talked about, as we've talked about earlier, the last nine months in a row have all been above nine or 200,000 a month. 160 countries have been represented by people that have crossed the border illegally. Over 100 folks on the terrorist watch list have been apprehended at the southern border. I could go on and on. Yeah. It's chaos. It's a de facto open border, and it has to stop. All right, Congressman, we're up against a break. Very quickly, what's next? Where does this go? I've talked to Jamie Comer, the chairman of the Oversight Committee. It's one of the three that have joint jurisdiction. There will be hearings. I do believe, Tony, that it will will have a vigorous and spirited debate. We're going to go where the evidence leads us. I think it will pass out of the, uh, the committee. I think it will hit the House floor at some point in this Congress this year. I think he will be impeached. And depending on what evidence we have right now, the Senate wouldn't vote to convict. But if we under, uncover any additional evidence, who knows what will happen in the Senate? All right, Congressman Pat Fallon, always great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Tony. God bless. Thank you. All right. All right, coming up, I always say that courage breeds courage. And I'm pleased to see more of that courage from concerned parents of school children. What you're going to see next is going to be very disturbing and how our children are being targeted. Don't miss it. We're coming back after this. What is biblical masculinity? In our culture of gender confusion, there aren't many examples of godly manhood. Men, husbands, and fathers need to find a model of godly manhood, leadership, and strength. But where can they find it in our culture? Stand Courageous Men's Ministry was created to help men find this model of godly manhood and to develop a strong biblical character, cultivate positive habits, build and rebuild relationships, and make commitments that will move men closer to God's good purpose and design. Men who will stand courageous. Join us at a Stand Courageous Men's Conference to discuss critical aspects of masculinity. 
These conferences are led by men who understand the issues men face. They unpack our role as a defender, provider, instructor, and battle buddy so that we can make an influence as a chaplain inside and outside the home. Learn more and find a Stand Courageous event near you at StandCourageous.com. With the increase in tech censorship of conservatives and Christians, Family Research Council created a tech subscription platform to be sure we don't go completely dark due to censorship. It is important to us that we stay connected with you and that you stay informed. So if we get canceled, you can still access updates on faith, family, and freedom. How? Just text STAND to 67742 to sign up for our text alerts and you will get FRC's content straight to your phone. Again, just text STAND to 67742 and you will get alerts on the biggest stories of the day. With just a simple text, always have access to our content and stay informed and connected with like-minded community. Text STAND to 67742. That's STAND to 67742. Are you a university student? Do you know a university student, specifically one who wants to grow as a Christian leader to positively influence public policy and the culture? Look no further. Family Research Council has a life-changing 12 to 15 week internship program that has prepared and equipped students to take the next step in their professional journey. With a speaker series focusing on careers and callings, lectures from prominent conservative leaders, and weekly biblical worldview training, students will grow in personal and professional development. Interns have the opportunity to work in policy, communications, event planning, and more. They will gain real-world experience working directly with our experts who will guide them in pursuing careers of influence so that they can make a difference wherever God calls. This paid internship offers fully funded housing in the heart of downtown D.C., giving you the chance to experience our nation's capital. Visit frc.org slash internships to apply. Back. I'm your host, Tony Perkins. Good to have you with us. The website, TonyPerkins.com. Lots of resources there. Make sure you tune in and uh, tune others in to the website and to the program. Now, I often discuss the increasing awareness so many parents are gaining of the radical hypersexual, woke, and divisive material that has infiltrated public schools across America. Now, this is not new, but it's kind of like a tsunami. You know, it used to be a trickle. Now it's just, it's swamped our schools. Well, as a result, parents are rising up and reaping the benefits that come from engagement. Joining me now in studio to discuss this is Alvin Louie, president of Courage is a Habit. Love that name. And Meg Kilgannon, Senior Fellow for Education Studies at the Family Research Council. Alvin, Meg, welcome. Thank you. Thank Great you to be here. Well, I, you know, I always say courage breeds courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I, I want to start with, well, first of all, let me just set the stage. You're involved in education and what's happening in the educational establishment and how our children are being indoctrinated, correct? That's absolutely correct. Yes. Okay. So I want to find out, mm-hmm. I, I, just share with our viewers and our listeners your story. I mean, you moved from California to the Midwest right. thinking, oh, I'm escaping Nutville. That's right. And, and you land up right there with the same type of stuff. Well, the seeds were planted. And because moving from California to Indiana is like going back 20 years in a good way. And it's like watching the same movie happen over again. The only difference is I recognize it because I've lived through it. And people there made the same mistakes we did in California. It's not happening. Uh, it can't be that bad. It won't happen here in a, in a red state. And so when I saw that, I realized that you can't run from it. And like I always said, nobody's escaping the United States to Cuba in the middle of the night. So you either stand and fight or the rest of the country looks like California and worse. So, all right, you saw there was a problem, but... Can't somebody else fix it? Well, that's what we said in California, too, and no one did. And so I think this country is built on uh, people and the people who have something at stake. I have a lot at stake. Yeah. And so, you know, my great-grandfather ran from communism in, in China when he was an older man. And, you know, moving to a country he didn't know. Now, moving to, from California to Indiana is a whole lot less dramatic, but there's no place for my children to go. 
Uh, there's no place for anybody's children to what, go. What, what, what frightens you most about this agenda and what's happening in our schools? Well, they're creating a nation full of uh, social justice activists or revolutionists, no different than the Red Guard, no different than any other country that's turned socialism or communism. Wait, wait a minute. I'm going to make sure that our, our viewers heard that. So you're saying that what's happening in the schools very similar to what happened in, in communist China? Absolutely. It's the same blueprint. Uh, the first thing they have to do is they have to separate the children from their families. Now, in most other countries, they can do it by class. But here in America, you can't do it by class, so you have to do it by race, by sex. And that's what they're doing in the schools is they're slowly, uh, and not so slowly, brainwashing kids uh, to hate America, uh, to be anti-American, and to separate them from their families. Well, and and, and actually, you have uh, obtained, by going to these conferences, of uh, the American... um, Counselors Association. Counselors Association. Yeah. You've you've gone and you've you've captured video right. of of them actually driving that wedge between parent and child. I want to play a clip here. Uh, this is uh, the ethics chairperson and former president Carolyn Stone right. uh, at a conference this past summer in Austin, Texas. Play clip number thirteen. Okay, school counselors, solve this for me. Do you, one, do you tell her go back and convince the student to tell her parent? Or do you tell her, two, call the girl's mother yourself and confess? Or do you tell her, three, hold your breath and pray? (laughs) Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor what you're going to tell her. Three, I hear. (laughs) See? You are all ready to be part of the ethics committee, so sign up. Alvin, give us the context there. So uh, what you didn't see in the clip is that she started the, this is the opening, by the way. This is the opening speech for their conference. Uh, It's called No Limits, which is very obtuse because you're around kids a lot. But anyway, so she starts off by saying that a young counselor went to her and said that she took a young girl to get contraceptives against the mother's wishes. And she said, and then when, that's when the clip started. She goes, there are three choices. Either one, you tell the girl to tell her mother what happened. Two, you confess to it. Or three, you hold your breath and pray, meaning that hopefully her mother doesn't find out. And then you heard everybody laugh, yeah. pick number three. And so that's just one of many examples where school counselors and social workers today ha- are training school counselors across the country in every school district uh, to keep secrets from parents. And they are the biggest purveyors of the transgender cult. And most people don't know that because they think that they're just the guidance counselors of the past. Meg, right. they're lying. They are. They're, they are. And they're, and, they're, and they're teaching, they're telling counselors to lie to parents. They, they are. And this is why it's so very important that we, we all have challenges in our relationships with our kids. But parents have to be the most important relationship that children have because they're counting on the child not telling the mom, right, and not telling the dad. And this is... This is this this enabling of this dynamic is so dangerous. We have to stay in touch with our kids. It's a really good point, Megs. So, Alvin, it, it appears that those that are advancing this agenda that you said that runs parallel to the communist agenda are exploiting a divide we have in our culture between parent and child. Right. And the way they're doing it is, is what we call language contamination, Tony. And there's two words that they're redefining. Okay, they're contaminating is safety and abuse. You know, there's nothing else your audience gets from this. I want to remember this. The school counselors and social workers are redefining two words, safety and abuse. Up until this point, everybody knows what safe means for a child, what unsafe means. Today, it means that if you don't succumb to the transgender delusion, if you don't call them by the right pronoun, if you don't give them the puberty blockers, you are unsafe, and the school is a safe place. And with that, they're going to be able to exercise existing laws that protects actual abuse. By, by changing the language right in front of our faces. Well, when you change the words, you don't have to change the laws. Right. Mm-hmm. You just so you expand, you, you, you change the definition so that the laws that are currently there will cover what you're doing. That's right. And that's why we call it language contamination. And they do that with all the words that they use. All right. I want to play another one of these clips of, uh, of uh, Miss Stone. I want to play clip number 13, please. Number 12. Our kids are being erased by laws such as parents' bill of rights. 
and the Stop Woke Act. There's actually a Stop Woke Act. You refuse to remain comfortable in your role as long as there's one student left out of the success equation. Yes, learn the rules so that you know how to break them. Did, did, did I hear that correct, <laughs> Alvin, that she says, or you need to know the rules so you know how to break them? That's absolutely right. And so what she means by that is that every state now are starting to pass anti-CRT laws, laws that you, you can't force pronouns, those kind of things. And so she goes, you have to know what laws your state has so that you can break them. So that's why when places like Florida that have the parental rights bill, when they go, that's not needed, is absolutely needed. And every right. state should be following suit because she's saying to her, remember, she's training all these counselors now. This isn't just a small, this is their annual right. conference. And so that's what she means. You have to learn your district's rules so you can break them. Now, um, again, you've moved from California, Indiana. Is this stuff in Indiana? Absolutely. It, it, so if it's in Indiana... It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. And it's coming through under the Trojan horse of mental health programs uh, called social-emotional learning. And that's a, probably a lot more complicated than we have time for. But all parents have to know is that when they're talking about social-emotional learning and they use these wonderful uh, terms like, oh, we're just teaching empathy. We're just teaching right. personal responsibility. It doesn't mean what you think it means. And this is why is that language contamination. So, Meg, as, as more parents become aware and you have more organizations that have arisen just in the last couple of years, like Alvin's, and, and you were at the Department of Education of the Trump administration, do you see any sign that, the, that this is putting the left on their heels or they're taking notice that there is pushback and it's coming even stronger? Absolutely. I mean, the fact that they're having a conference topic devoted to this, to this idea of, you know, knowing what the law is so you can subvert it, right? They, they are very aware that parents are on to them. So it's working. It's, it's, it's working. So we need to double down. We need to double down, absolutely. Because the, the way it was when we were kids, when it was the team adults, uh, it, all for the good of the children, right? And, right. and when, the parents when you, when and the your parents teachers were working to together. Well, and your parents would go to school and they would trust a teacher. Right, and, right. And you were in trouble when they the, were talking about you, right? Exactly. That's no longer the dynamic now. The child is now used as a wedge between those two power so- structures, right? And and it, because of this dynamic that, that Alvin is talking about, about this, this, this revolutionary moment that we find ourselves in. Uh. Alvin, uh, so we, we've just got a few minutes left, and I want to run out of time before I do this. How, what resources do you have available for parents that can help them understand what's going on and to get them involved? So it's really important that, that parents take action rather than just uh, taking the information. So if you go to courageisahabit.org, all our tools and resources are made for the average parent. And at the end of every resource, we always have a call to action. So, for example, the school counselors I talk about. If you go on courageisahabit.org, we have a section called uh, ex- Exposing School Counselors. And if you go there, we, you can download all the videos and more that you, that you show. You only showed a little bit of it. Um, at the end, there's an opt-out form. And we teach parents how to uh, make sure that the child doesn't uh, have any informal or formal meetings with school counselors or social workers. And we also created something we just released two weeks ago called Stranger Danger. And we give five strategies for every parent in any household, no matter how old the child is, they can modify it uh, for their family dynamics. And we teach the child also what to do when they're getting talked mm-hmm. to by the school counselors. You know, parents do that when we're little. Yeah, if right. strangers approach you with a candy or a puppy, if someone grabs you at a department store, this is what you do. For some reason, parents stop doing that right. and helping kids defend themselves. So not only do we give parents tools on how to fight back at school and to stay on offense, we always talk about stay on offense, don't get on defense. We also give parents uh, strategies to talk to their kids so that their kids can defend themselves as well. So when those uh, guidance counselors are approaching you with, a, with uh, birth control, you can say stranger danger. Stranger, that's uh, exactly yeah. right. But th- there's another layer here that I want to get into for just a couple of minutes that's made this, number one, shows me that you are clearly on to something, but number two, reveals just how difficult this process is, and that is the fact that you had the American Counseling uh, Association Mm -hmm. going to the big providers like Amazon that had your web provider housed trying to take your stuff down. They did. They did. So so we have uh, four parts right now for the behind closed doors to expose them. We have a lot more coming out this year. When we released part one, within five days, the American School Counselor Association went to Amazon uh, where we hosted the first PDF and the videos. And uh, Google, Amazon's our web provider, and Google is where we house it. 
they went to both places to get it taken down, and they took it down. Both Amazon and Google took it down. And their rationale? Uh, they just said it was uh, copyright. They didn't even really give a reason. They just said it was copyright. And that was but that's, I mean, th- th- this collusion with big tech and the left yeah. is – I mean, it's pervasive. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen with the Twitter file release how the Biden administration yeah. was working in collusion with big tech. Yeah. I mean, it, it is everywhere. Conservatives need to understand yeah. that it is more difficult now than ever really to get information through all of these filters that are trying to keep parents in the dark. Absolutely. Now, we were fortunate enough that, you know, we we're able to move it to another place that they couldn't touch it. But that's because the, there are some people out there who may not be in the front lines like some of us, you know, that were doing it, but they're doing what they can. And so, you know, we had a couple of guys that said, hey, I have this server where you can put it here and it's a private and then they can't touch it. So everybody's doing something even if you can't see it. So there's a lot of confidence. There's a lot of positivity. But people got to take action. They got to step up and they got to do what they can even within their own lane. And, you know, parents need to be involved. I think it starts with those conversations. Parents need to have take responsibility in their own home, having conversations with their kids. And frankly, this begins when they're very, very young. Uh, so do you have that established relationship? So if you've got little kids, you know, you need to start those conversations now. But even if you have not had the best of relationships, there's always time to start having those conversations with your kids. Then, as a parent, you need to be informed of what's going on. Go to the website, uh, habit, uh, courageisahabit.org. Courage yeah. Information there. But then there's another level, Meg, and that is, you know, it's, it's good to be informed and to take individual action, but we need new school board members. We yes. sure do. We and, sure do. And we're seeing that. In fact, this midterm election, while the national elections when it came to Congress were not as overwhelming as we had hoped, still a lot of school boards yes. switched hands. A lot of school boards switched hands. A lot of school boards now have a conservative controlling majority or not even a conservative controlling majority, a parental controlling majority, yeah. right? Right. It's beyond ideology in some cases. It's just common sense. And this kind of information is very helpful because these school board members can say, all right, I saw this. Is this happening here in our school? Right. And when parents who have concerns go to school board members, the good ones that want to help you, that you, when you go to them and ask them for something, it gives them a reason to bring it up at right, the next school right, board exactly. meeting, right? You're you're working to help get these things adjudicated and, and discussed in a forum where you can have a vote and make a decision that matters. Alvin, how are parents responding to the information that you're presenting? I would say that that's been one of the most unexpected things for me when I go to speak in, in events where parents come up to me and they're practically in tears going, thank you so much for releasing this tool we didn't know what to say. We didn't know what to do. And then we printed this up. We brought it to school boards or we printed this up and we brought it to our parent group. And now we feel like we know what to say. We know what to do. Yeah. And part of it also, that courage is a habit. We also go to different states as well specifically to help uh, different school uh, districts specifically. And we don't fight for them as much as we teach them how to yeah. fight. That's so important. Alvin Louie, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, sir. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. And Meg, always great to see you. Great to see you, Tony. And folks, it's always great to have you as well. So thanks for tuning in for this Wednesday edition of Washington Watch. And be sure to check out the websites and take action. And remember this, the encouraging words the Apostle Paul found in Ephesians 6, where he says, when you've done everything you can do, when you've prayed, when you've prepared, and when you've taken your stand, by all means, keep standing. Washington Watch with Tony Perkins is brought to you by Family Research Council and is entirely listener-supported. Portions of the show discussing candidates are brought to you by Family Research Council Action. For more information on anything you've heard today or to find out how you can partner with us in our ongoing efforts to promote faith, family, and freedom, visit TonyPerkins.com. Also, to leave a comment about Washington Watch, call our watch line at one 866 372-7234. That's 1-866-372-7234.